Hey guys, and welcome to a new Trade Talk episode. Today we've got Viani on the podcast. Uh, she's a trader from Australia. She's also part of the OPES Trading Group, who we had uh, prior on this talk show. And I'm really excited to have her here today. So uh, welcome. Hi, thank you. How have you been? Nice to be on the um, podcast. Yeah, I've been well. And yourself? That's great to hear. I've been great as well. That's good. How's the week been for you so far? Yeah, it's been interesting. Gold's been very, um, it, it's played out just like I've expected it to since like September last in 2020 last year. Perfect. So it's been really interesting to see everything play out. Great. So you managed to uh, pick all the trades that you set out prior. Yeah. That's Got great. Them, uh, a few nice ones over the last three weeks actually that's really nice to hear good for you so essentially how all these uh, podcasts start out is like this little ritual we have is um, I want to know how did you get into Forex and you know your Forex journey from like the start to where you are right now actually like how you became persistent in learning and overcoming all the obstacles and um, how long did it take you and all those little kind of things from oh. zero Sure. Well, I I was always interested in the stock market, actually, after I finished high school. And I I had no idea about it. I, I was just interested in it. I, I wanted to know how do people make money off this? Like, why is this such a big thing? It's always talked about in the newspapers, but I have nothing, like, I have no idea about it. Right. So I just kept on, like, reading about stocks and um, currencies, just everything kind of economically, but I didn't ever think I would get involved in it hmm. and then when I was about 18 19 I remember I was sitting down and I was googling all the types of um, types of assets you can have yeah so I thought every like I can start planning my future see what um, assets I may want to buy in when I start making some money yeah because um, that's what I wanted to do and I didn't want to just look at housing and property because I knew that it was really expensive, especially at the time in Sydney. Yeah. And it was almost like unaffordable. And I just wanted to see what else there was out there. And I saw Forex come up <laughs> on you and I YouTubed and I just saw all these people learning and saying, Oh, they're making so much money. I was like, This is cool, I wanna learn it. Yeah. So I started like just I, I really taught myself. I never did a course. I, I just kind of looked at YouTube videos and then one day I thought um, I remember I was sitting in this, this little small apartment and I put some money I had aside in, you know, plus 500. It, it comes up advertised quite a lot. Yeah, I used to do that as well. Yeah, so I saw plus 500 and all you had to do was deposit money and you yeah. can buy or sell something. Exactly. So so I, I deposit some money. I think I deposited like, I, don't, I can't even remember, maybe like $1,000. I right. thought, oh, this is cool. I'm going to try this out. And I think I was, it wasn't allowing me to buy like certain like stocks and stuff. So, because, it, you know, like you have, they have to take the order for it or something. I'm not too sure because I don't, I right. still don't. I don't remember either. Stocks, yeah, but I think they have to take the order that okay. you place. So you have to wait till the market opens and they have to accept the order, then it goes through. Oh, wow. And then I came out, I, I came up with, um, I came across, sorry, currencies and you could just trade it. Yeah. So I was like, cool. I saw a Euro Aussie. It was a red candle and I pressed sell. <laughs> I'm like, so I just went to bed. Yeah. I was like, 
whatever, I'll just leave it. I woke up in the morning, it was up like $500. I was like, oh, what? Tom. I was like, wow, I'm going to be rich the if easiest I just do this every made. day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was so naive to it. Yeah. So then I went, um, I put more money in. I thought, I'm really going to like, I'm going to make a lot of money. Like, I'm not going to have to live in this little box anymore i'm just gonna i'm gonna do this every day you know find one pick a candle and click sell or buy yeah so then i i came across the smp 500 i think mm -hmm. and it was at the time i think it was like four thousand six thousand or four thousand something like that mm -hmm. and i ended up buying it and i started make like i made like I don't know, $7,000, something ridiculous. Oh, I don't even know how much I was risking. I think I was just putting buy, buy, buy. And this thing was rallying. Damn. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And then literally maybe an hour or two later, I'm like, I'm going to put all my, like, I'm going to put more money in here. Like, I'm, I'm going to use a lot of the money in my bank account and just put it in here, buy, buy, buy. Yeah. I'm going to make this like 30 grand, 50 grand, 60 grand. Yeah. Anyways, all of a sudden, all my money disappears. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was devastated. And I was like, right, I need to figure this out because you know what? It's easy, but it's hard. Yeah. And then from then, I just started learning. And it was a big, big, big journey. I, I failed a lot and mm -hmm. I lost a lot of money. And mm -hmm. I just kept persisting because I knew that there was a method. I saw that people were successful in this. I just needed to, to learn more, tweak a few things. I needed to control my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started to become good at it and, uh, eventually, yeah. and there was one thing that I just sucked at and it was gold. I uh -huh. just really could not get it right. Yeah. I just tried everything and it was like a loss after loss. Gold would just hammer me to a point that I would go weeks without even wanting to look at it. I think and that then, happens with uh, many people. Yeah, I think it's very common because I don't think people understand that gold works very differently to currencies and it moves very differently and it's a completely different asset class and people aren't used to those type of movements. Like if you're used to currencies, you've got to understand that gold works completely different. Right. So I, um, I started to test gold a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I tested it for like six months because I really, I always said to myself and I wrote it on a piece of paper at the time, I want to master gold. I'm mm -hmm. going to be the best at trading gold and I'm going to be known for the being the best at trading gold. And I wrote it down every day for months, Dumb. every Lo time before my day started. Law of manifestation right here. Literally. And you know what? I was like, I'm going to write this down every day. I'm going to learn everything I can. I'm going to test and test and test until I get it right. Dumb. And I always, um, I, I didn't care how many times I would fail at it, but I knew that there was a way that this thing, I can figure this out, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I started learning a lot of things. Um, testing gold was, was uh, very interesting to see a lot of things I had never noticed before. Okay. When you're solely looking at it, you yeah. start to recognize that there are so many common things that happen, yeah. even daily. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, yeah, I tested that for, I think around six or seven months before I actually started trading it. And did you have a mentor um, at that time when you were doing that or were you doing everything yourself? I did everything myself. And, and I think the one thing it was that made me quite good was actually 
doing that, testing it and, yeah. and looking at this chart every single day for hours. Like mm. I just looked at gold, nothing else. And were you like back testing it or just paper trading it? Uh, back testing it. I did some paper trading of it. I, yeah. I just mostly back testing it because mm -hmm. I wanted to see why, like, for example, like golds moved in certain directions when coronavirus happened that weren't expected. And I started to understand why these things happen. Like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of gold's movements and, and to try predict the future of gold, you need to understand all the fundamentals involved with gold, what drives gold, yeah. what, you know, um, what makes gold decline, what makes gold rise, why so, does gold move in certain ways. So I assume you're a really heavily fundamental trader then in that aspect. I, I like, I'm definitely both. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it down to one. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely um, think that it, if you want to trade gold and be good at it, you need to understand why it moves in certain ways, but also technical. Like, and and you you know what I I actually think that they complement each other quite nicely, and you start to recognize that. So you mm. know that in a period between, I think it was like the Great Recession back in the '90s or something, up until like the '19 something. Uh, sorry, my history is really bad. No, <laughs> up, until, uh, <laughs> up until now, even then, when the the biggest recession happened, gold yeah. declined. Yeah. So it, it's just there's common patterns. Every time there's uncertainty, every time there's inflation, like you see the way gold moves, and you can start to see where it tops, why it tops, where it bottoms, why it bottoms out there. You know, right. like for example, um, I think it was. Um, last year, right. everyone kept saying, gold's going to fly, gold's going to fly. And I kept saying, no, I don't think so. Because it was already trading at something like 1900 mm -hmm. towards the end of last year, right? Correct. It was around 18, 1900. Yeah. And I kept ever, you know, don't get me wrong. I still think gold does have a potential to rise, but it's just to me it makes sense that gold needs to drop because i don't understand why an institution or a central bank would be buying gold at so expensive yeah they exactly. know they can get it cheaper yeah so of course i think yeah i think this drop that's happened lately was was definitely coming and i think that even a continued drop so, is so essentially it's like cyclical that's how you look at it yeah definitely yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but the thing with gold is it trends really nicely, mm -hmm. you know, like when gold is bullish and I'm talking on a high time frame, like yeah. if you go on a monthly and on a yearly basis, if gold is going bullish, mm -hmm. you know, you see a really nice trend mm -hmm. and, it, and it trends really, really nicely. Yeah, right. But then, yeah, true. Okay. Um, Quick question about the when you started Forex, what did your family and friends think of that? My family or I think they thought, so my dad was always telling me, be careful, you can lose a lot of money. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. My mom was, but they at the same time, I think they understood that I was doing my research. I wasn't just putting all my eggs in the basket. I was working hard at trying to get it right. right. You know, I was practicing. I, I was... I think they recognized that I had a passion for it as well. Okay. Um, so I think they wanted to support that in a way. I mean, you were also fairly uh, young as well when you started out. 
Yeah. So that's also something like because most people, if they're trying to do something seriously, it comes maybe when you're like twenty five or something, or maybe yeah, older sure, even. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Well, I think they've always known that I've I like I've done a lot of things while young, and I always was trying to be a step ahead of myself. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing sometimes, but I mean, but developing yeah. yourself, always uh, doing something new is uh, is good. Yeah. Can't be sitting in the same yeah. place all the time, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Interesting. Um, I'm really interested about the whole gold thing because you honestly really kill gold. And I think everyone in Thank the community you. who uh, follows you is really like, yo, how does she actually do this? <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's a skill. Because I've shredded gold, uh, I think, uh, well, when I started and I made a little bit of money, but then I quit because, again, it smashed me and I'm really not bothered, yeah. to be fair. But, yeah that's fair enough right so how do you go about like do you for fundamentals for example do you do like weekly outlooks or monthly outlooks or like how how do you position yourself for knowing these kind of moves yeah. to be honest i keep it really simple i don't like to go too in depth with fundamentals but it's really when it, when it comes to gold it's about you know having that sort of feel for the economy, understanding what's going around in the world, understanding that there's coronavirus, that the US dollar is weak, you know, just, you know, because it's on the news Mm -hmm. and like you get updates on it anyways, because that's what we do. Right. So, but I think just like the main thing is understanding what's going on in the world and trying to have an outsider perspective on it. Like sometimes I can sit there and talk to someone who also trades about maybe just like brainstorm a few conversations about what we think, you know, and yeah. you start pushing ideas across each other. And then you come up with these things that actually make sense. Yeah. Like why I knew gold would drop. I yeah. had a ton of reasons. I even wrote them down. I said, this is why that it's going to drop. And if it drops to 1700, great. If it drops to 1500, wow. Like okay. I, I had written all these things down, um, that I thought were major factors. And a big one was, for example, this rise of Bitcoin. You know, everyone, I think, at early last year was saying how correlated Bitcoin was. Mm-hmm. But the Bitcoin and gold, sorry. But they're, they're not really correlated. You right. can see that in the past few days, like Bitcoin has flown yeah. and gold has done the complete opposite. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, I thought, you know what, that there's a big reason that people are going to to stop using gold as a safe, you know, a store of wealth. Yeah, safe haven. A safe, a safe, a safe asset yeah. as a store of wealth. When they see something like Bitcoin strengthening, mm-hmm. it becomes there's actual tangible use for Bitcoin, whereas gold has no tangible use. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, essentially, gold is a dead asset. Yeah. Like, what do you do with it? You just store your money in it. You can't use it. Yeah, true. Whereas crypto is rising. Yeah. I think a lot of people are starting to understand that crypto is going to become the new, uh, you know, like oh, yeah, almost like currency. I mean, it's too that, late. It's too late to stop that yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think people are starting to realize that, okay, that's where we're going. Yeah. Whereas what can I do if I start? Um, you know, keep investing in gold as a safe haven asset. I mean, they usually use it as a hedge mm-hmm. um, against, you know, to diversify their portfolios. But 
against other like um, assets. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I think people are starting to understand that. Hey, if the governments are now tr- starting to trust Bitcoin, if yeah. you see banks are starting to trust Bitcoin, this is strange. It must be trustworthy, right? Because most of the the population yeah. are going to follow the news and whatnot. Of course. Um, so, I, yes, yeah, so I think people are starting to catch on and move their money slightly. Yeah. I don't think, like, the supply for gold is still less than the demand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, I think price can continue to rise, but I, I do think that there will be a drop and people, like, won't, won't be investing in, in gold as much. Right. Yeah. I think I think that's maybe in the coming years, but for now, still crypto. Yeah. It's 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 all fud because, you know, when um, Bitcoin hit fifty thousand, for example, you know, everyone's trying to yeah. jump on. But mark my words, when it dips, and it will dip because retracements are normal in the market. Oh, it it will dip hard. Yeah, and people are going to be like, oh no, Bitcoin's dead again. You know, because hundred percent. You know what? I I think there's an ined- It's inevitable. Bitcoin yeah. will dump. Yeah. But just in in terms of future reference with gold i think there is a bit of like a move in terms of assets that's going to happen in the next five to ten years even less i think the big whales or like the big institutions they already moved their assets like all of that is already done behind the scenes like the accumulation phase has already completed now they're just you know manipulating the markets a bit to get better prices maybe see what the population is thinking yeah and then when it actually happens everyone's going to be too late exactly you know, and I think um, a lot of central banks actually sell off their gold. Mm-hmm. When there is even the slightest recovery in economy, in the economy, even so, even if like say the economy is stable, if it's just riding along, the central banks will dump some of their gold. They don't want to hold that much gold because it is dead. Right. So that that's another reason why the price does fall. Right. Like in two thousand and eleven, there's some dump. Now, yeah. this is considered a bit of a dump, you know? So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I think that central banks want to want to catch gold cheaper and and while it's at a high price, you, you just automatically kind of start to understand that this, this needs to drop in value. Yeah, exactly. And then basically when you're looking at gold, let's say, and you're hearing like third party opinions of people who aren't really like invested into this or in Twitter or wherever, if everyone's like saying, you know, buy gold, does that give you maybe an indication that, you know, it's time to sell because in in crypto, right? Yeah. So it's correlated to crypto then as well. Yeah. Like when everyone, you know what I do sometimes, if I'm, if I have an idea of a position in my head, right. I actually, and I'm quite confident on it, mm-hmm. and maybe I have a bit of hesitation, say, on, on this one trade, and I go on to uh, trading view and I look at the charts and everyone looks like they're buying it. Yeah. I'll sell it, and, and nine times out of ten, I'm right. Yeah. And that's and my trade was a sell. Yeah. Like, initially, I already wanted to sell it, and I see everyone's buy, buy, buy. Mm. And you know what happened the other day? Mm. When, you know, I think it was yesterday or the night before when golds dumped like massive, right? Yeah, yeah. It went from 18, I think, 28 down to 17, uh, 80. Yeah. Made that low. Yeah. So I remember, um, I think like a few days when we, sorry, when we dumped from 1850 or 1840 down, Mm -hmm. I remember saying, 
to I said to Phil actually I said you know what I can feel it gold's gonna do a big dump like I and I remember saying it to him I said everyone's buying it everyone's saying um 1875 and then 1900 will take it and I'm going yeah you know what this is gonna dump and I kid you not it dumped that day um on New York open I think it was and um it's so logical I mean 90% 90% yeah. of the people fail for a reason. And if 90% exactly. people's sentiment is buy, then, you know, you got to be in the 10%. Go against them. Yeah, yeah go against them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, And it's funny because when I started, I would I would never go against someone. Yeah. I thought, no way. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> like, everyone's buying it. Why would I not buy it? I'm yeah. going to be wrong. Exactly. I don't want to be left out. Exactly. Yeah. And I so, think yeah. along the way, you learn that being the black sheep is what gets you the winning yeah. uh, positions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Interesting. Um, on the note about like, you know, you take, do you trade any other pairs by any chance or not? Except not for gold. really. You know, if something looks really nice, mm-hmm. like the other day, I think I took like, I can't remember what pair it was even. I think it might have been New Zealand CAD. Okay. Or, yeah, I think it was. It was trading in a bit of a range, like a large range. And I think I took a buy at the bottom of the range and it was it, it worked really nicely. Mm-hmm. Didn't even draw down. Just uh, uh, based on technicals. Yeah, I just saw, yeah, support mm-hmm. and resistance kind of trade, like really simple stuff. And, you know, sometimes I, I take that one trade on the currency and I think, hey, this is, uh, this is less stressful. It doesn't move very fast. <laughs> yeah yeah how did you actually yeah, get thing... in... sorry 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 what did you say no go ahead oh, i was just gonna say the thing with gold is that it just it moves so quick <laughs> but i think it yields like more opportunities because it does yeah. is what we're craving for yeah exactly at the end of the day like you wouldn't want to be trading a dead pair making exactly yeah so yeah exactly um where did you actually learn to do a technical analysis? Did you have a, a mentor for that or also pure yourself? Do you know what? Google. Oh, <laughs> so wow, I didn't okay. have any mentors. So Super I, uh, I, yeah, I didn't even know any traders, to be honest. I thought I was the only one doing this. I knew no oh, one wow. on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> so I did that. Yeah, I did it all alone, which kind of sucked. I mean, because much it, respect. it's quite lonely. It is. Yeah, but it's so lonely. I'd always got very like, especially when you take losses at the time when, you know, when you're a beginner and you just don't know much, you Mm -hmm. will feel this emotion Mm -hmm. on your own and no one understands it. You tell someone else, they tell you stop gambling. Yeah, yeah, stop gambling. And I just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did all that on my own. So it, it was really like, I guess I learned the hard way and the long way. I think that's what uh, strengthened you to uh, where you are right now then. Yeah, it's still an everlasting journey, you know, like you're always learning new things, always trying to become better. Yeah, you, I so, mean, you can never master the market, I think. Exactly, right. 100%. I mean, no one has a strike rate of 100. Exactly, yeah. So what about when you don't have like any opportunities i know that many people can't sit on their hands i had a lot of issues with that i really wanted to get into trades etc yeah how how do you deal with that like when there's no opportunities but you want to trade oh i dealt with that like badly at the start Mm -hmm. for a long time i always just wanted to jump in a trade it took me losing money to realize that if i 
keep trading even after I take a trade and I take a profit and you just want to make more, but then oh, you yeah. end up losing your profit. And yeah. it's like, what the hell was all that for? So, yeah. um, it was just, I really just preoccupy myself, like watch TV or just, <laughs> just to, like watch a TV show. Like I got into TV shows hard right. because I just thought there is no other way. If I look at a chart, I'm going to take a trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, so just just get off the charts, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, for those to understand, in a sense, how to uh, get fed up with the trading too much, you just got to lose money, I think. That's the only way. Cause you know not, what? Yeah. Nothing hits hard as that. Yeah. Right. It's the it's the only way to even learn personally, in my opinion. I think you know a teacher or a course can teach you so much, and mm-hmm. courses are great because you need to learn certain things that you know. What if you weren't a trader and you heard the word pip, you'd be like, "What?" Yeah. You like you wouldn't understand, right? So. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't understand a trend line. You don't understand candles, like nothing. So that's what it's good for. But when it comes to what 90% of trading is, which is psychology in your mind, mm-hmm. you've got to experience that stuff on your own. Yeah. Like I can't stress that enough. And and you can't do it on a demo account. Nothing will teach you I totally anything agree. except losing physical money. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I see, uh, I mean, everybody sees all these people trading demos, millions, 10 millions of demos. It's all cute. It's all fun. But as soon as they even get a $100 account, they're still going to be like, yo, you know, I can't afford to lose $2. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's quite sad as well because, yeah, when I was learning, I was looking on, you know, uh, YouTube and I see all these people drive fancy cars, they live a good lifestyle, they don't work much because they trade and I'm thinking, wow, this is cool. But yeah. It actually can ruin someone's life practically. Like it, it's not easy to become that level of, of being successful. It takes time. Yeah, it honestly and, does. Yeah, and it's very difficult. So I, I think it's quite sad when people start flashing their money and their cars and their lifestyles and say they they trade forex. I think it's all a load of shit. Like, I honestly, excuse my language. Yeah, I totally agree <laughs> with you. I honestly agree because people get smashed mentally because, you know, if they're doing exactly. forex for like a year and they've made, let's say, they've made 11% in one year, okay? Yo, honestly, yeah. kudos to you for making 11%. But the moment they hop back onto Instagram and want to flex their 11%, there's some dude, you know, trade with me, FX millionaire, sitting in a uh, Lamborghini, banking 400%. Yeah. You know, they feel trash. And then they're going to mess up their stats, which actually matter. Exactly. And that's what... Uh, I think that instant gratification uh, conversation comes in here where people want to seek that instead of actual quality results. Exactly. And, and it's also, you know, there's like studies showing that when you take a win, this, this release of dopamine yeah. comes out, you know, like you get this thrill of excitement and, and it's really like, hey, why don't I find a way to release this dopamine before I jump on the charts, like do some exercise, something, get it out of your head. Don't look at that whole pretty glamorous lifestyle because that's not what you're doing this for. You're doing this because you love it and you're passionate for it. That's just a treat in the end. Yeah. But you know, that can actually mess up your trading. Yeah. That's the problem. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like lots of people don't realize that. They just think, oh, I'm going to trade. I'll take a loss. Oh, no, they'll cry about it or it'll be a hard time. But 
they don't realize that they need to release all that emotion yeah. and, and connection and attachment to the monetary like the money yeah you know? yeah because when they take a loss you know in their head they're further away from their lambo exactly and that's that's <laughs> exactly not, that's right not the way uh, to look at it because then you but exactly. that's, that's what makes it 10 percent, right because i don't yeah. look at that anymore like sure i have my goals everybody does i 100 percent. yeah but you know if you're going to be thinking in uh, how close you are to a lambo it's not going to work exactly you know i i think just like any job you need to love what you do and you need to live and breathe it and and this job specifically will test you a billion and one times it will test your mind it will test your strength it will test your character oh yeah your absolutely. ability everything yeah true I've had 100%. times where I've, yeah like i've just doubted myself you know so many times to, yeah. and who i am as a person just because of what i do <laughs> yeah no definitely because trading it crafts you as an all-rounded individual when you become good at it exactly and coming back to what you said about any job you know yeah sure even nine to fives you can be good at a job and you may love it but the uncapped potential in forex is what makes it beautiful because on a nine to five, you know what you're kind of aiming towards. Like, let's say you're making two hundred k a year as a nurse, whatever. Yeah. But in trading, that's what I think trips people up is because they're like, okay, I don't have a set goal of two hundred k a year. I want to make ten million, and then when they make like five hundred dollars, they be like, okay, let's make it twenty million. Yeah, exactly. So, it's pretty. It becomes dangerous. That's yeah. when that's when things become extremely dangerous. Yeah. Because people and. You know what I noticed in trading, actually, and, and this is probably quite relatable, I'm sure, to a lot of people, is when you do start, you know, making a little bit more money than usual, right? So, yeah. for example, you have a standard job, you're just working uh, part-time somewhere or, or full-time, whatever it is, and you're making uh, $300 a day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That seems like a good amount. You can live off it, yeah. you know, et cetera. When you start trading and, and you start, say you take a really great gold trade, you made $2,000. Mm -hmm. This becomes normal and then $2,000 becomes perceived as very little mm -hmm. and uh, $300 is just put in the garbage like it's nothing. So your perception of money value changes because it's first of all on a computer, on a screen. Yeah, it, It's mental, it's psychological. I made it in two minutes as opposed to working all day to make $300. It doesn't make sense. I'm going to do this a hundred times now and then yeah. you end up in a mess. Yeah. But the other thing is like, a lot of people see the 2000 want to make more for example that's you know this mm. is just a little example they want to make more so they keep trading they mm -hmm. thought you know i made a large amount in such a small amount of time yeah and if they lose it oh well who cares yeah but they don't realize that okay if you take the physical money out of it you've got another two thousand dollars today in one day in your bank account yeah so just take it and leave absolutely there's a uh, trader on instagram his name is tori uh, I don't know if you know him, but back in the day, even in 2017, when I just started with crypto, he was like, look, if you make, let's say, 600% on a flip, don't go and try to flip that again. Take out like a half of that, put it in your hand and understand that you've actually made a substantial amount and like value it, go spend it. But then don't, you know, don't deny the fact that you can still lose it, but you got to just like value money still. Because people stop valuing yes. money when they make a lot. Mm, exactly. So, I, so, I hundred. That's a great thing to do. 
Yeah, totally agree. I wish I heard that when I started, like, because I think that was one thing that I started not perceiving the value of money. Yeah. And it became like, oh, a grand, two grand, three grand, whatever. Like, I don't care. I just thought, oh, that's nothing. I want to make 10 grand today. Which becomes stupid, you know, like it's good in a sense, but you need to always remember the value. You do. But I think also if you're healthily kind of if you understand and you're healthy in that understanding and you're driven to make more and you're have your emotions in like check, it's not bad. Like because otherwise you can also trip up on negative emotion like, yo, what if I lose this? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's true. So, yeah, that's definitely true. I, I just think it's that. um it's just like a mix of getting that fine balance of not having that greed, yeah. being accepting, ex- like accepting that, uh, you know, that profit you made that day mm-hmm. and just moving forward instead of thinking more, 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 more in that one day, you know? Yeah, but we're not taught to uh, think like that in school or in university. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I, I'm doing a finance degree right now, for example, and I look at the people in my class and I'm like, okay, I'm really happy for you that in theory you understand all of this. But when it comes yeah. to practice, you know, it doesn't really matter what's in your book because you're still going to struggle with exactly. all, everything else. I think many yeah, people can uh, relate to that's that. That's definitely true. Yeah, 100%. I, I definitely experienced that at school as well. Because what uh, degree did you do or what do you have? I, I actually, um, I studied science. So when I left school, I did science at university. Okay. And I absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I was good at it, uh, I think, for a small period of time. And then I became, I'm, I'm a type of person, if I don't like it, I'm just going to go just to, to tell my, my parents. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I'm going to uni. <laughs> but really, I'm probably just going and looking up how to trade. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really didn't like it. I actually ended up dropping out without telling anyone. So Oh, well. And, and I just focused on my business at the time and, and trading. And I mean, that was what I did. It worked out and you per, uh, persevered. So that's what matters, you know? Yeah, you know what? I think the future of education needs to change if they want, if they want people to still find it useful. Because I think unless you want to be a doctor or... Uh, even finance or engineering or just something specific like a lawyer okay you need school and and university but i didn't know what i was doing studying science just had no value to me all my life i mean i think they don't want you to uh mean like give you give value they just want you to get a degree and then any job like any pleb job you'll get you know they lead or the ones above they don't want you to prosper Exactly. Yeah. I I think from, yeah, from a young age, I was definitely, I knew I wouldn't just want to have a normal job. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty cool to hear. Um, Let's jump onto another topic. Um, Do you have any morning or daily routines that keep you in check for better trading or living like a more coherent life? Yeah, I since I was quite young, to be honest, I've always been quite a routine person. So it wasn't like a big change for me. Okay. Um, I, I always as well tried to eat clean. Like that was something mm. that I've just done since I was quite young. So I, I tried to, I still try as well, just to make sure I'm always eating just good food, really. Yeah. Not, I don't think too much into it. I just, just healthy food, wholesome foods and, um, that's about it. I try not to have too much sugar because I, I personally don't like how I feel when I 
big carby or sugar, like strong starchy sugary foods. Mm-hmm. Whereas like it just makes and and strong carbs late at night make me very tired. So mm-hmm. I just obviously I'm in Sydney. I have to be awake yeah. at night for New York and London. So yeah, I um. I always also get up early. I'm definitely an early riser. I feel like it makes me feel really good for the day. Just getting up early and going for a walk or doing something productive in the morning before everyone's awake. Like, you know, everyone is asleep. Yeah. The streets are quiet. I love being up. So I, I think since maybe three or four years ago, I've been getting up really early, like, um, 6 a.m., 5 a.m. in summer. So around that time, and I I try to either go for a walk. I used to do a lot of vigorous exercise, but I have, I won't lie, slacked off on it. I've been working more, uh, walking, sorry, more, and um, also doing uh, a lot of body weight exercises at home. And I just find, or outside, I find it's much better than going to the gym. Okay. I just got over that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So I did it for a long time. I used to do like Muay Thai, oh, which wow. was really good for the mind. I felt like it, it sounds weird and I, and I do meditation, but I thought it was, it was, a, it, it was almost felt like a form of meditation. Cause when I go to Muay Thai, I need to really focus on my next move. I need to focus on my, my calls or whatever I'm doing in that moment. I can't think about work. I can't think about life. I just have to think of that moment. I don't get smacked in the face. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> that's so true because I noticed that with many really successful people, be it traders or anything, they do a martial art. Yeah, it, it, it teaches you great. discipline. You know, like yeah, like you just said, you 100%. need to plan your next move. You, your mind has to be empty and focus on the next thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I need to focus on my breathing. I need to focus on making sure I can breathe because it's hard work. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely something I used to do, but as well, I, I stopped doing it as much because I moved like places and I don't live as close to the, um, my trainer. Okay. Um, so it was a bit of a hassle to get back and forth and where he was, there's a lot of traffic uh, during yeah. those times. Yeah. So I, I, I stopped on that, but I'm really enjoying the walks, um, just being in nature more, Yeah. um, going for like an hour walk in the morning or whatever it is like just always trying to stay active during the day because I know I have to sit on the computer for some of it you know yeah so I find that helpful mm-hmm. I also meditate mm-hmm. that's I think since maybe 2016 I, I started learning about you know meditation and the benefits and and it really really helps okay because it completely changes everything and you do it in the morning or before sleep? Um, I did it in the morning for the first like two years I was doing it actually. And then now more um, at night. Okay. So I'll do it before I sleep now. And, and how long are your sessions approximately? I'd say like 20 minutes. Okay. 15, 20 minutes, something like that. So I, I think a good 15 minutes is, is like perfect. Cool. So then you kind of like maybe you don't reflect on your day or it's just an empty mind no i i just really try to empty my mind because okay. i have a million and one things in my <laughs> mind usually and i'm always like go 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 so i need to switch off and that's like the only way i think um has helped me mm-hmm. so you and put... i think is sorry yes and i wanted to say so you put it like in a bag on a shelf and the next day a new mind fresh mind like that 
yeah, exactly. Well, I tried. Yeah, that's what. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Just put everything aside for the day, and and we'll focus on tomorrow when it comes. But another thing that I tried, I've recently tried to do is like I think it's quite important to have someone to talk to when you're a trader that、mm. doesn't trade, perhaps, okay, okay, or, or who doesn't,、um, you know, understand what we do, maybe. Um, but understands that what we do is like quite difficult and and it's quite consuming. So I I think it's important, and I've I've only kind of realised this、uh, lately that talking to people about you know maybe how you feel about your how you're going,、um, because my friend was saying to me, you know traders are like institutional traders. They've got people talking to them twenty four seven. They've got psychologists. They've got you know people、yeah. looking after their minds. We don't have anyone. We sit in a room and we trade, and we're retail traders, you know. So、mm-hmm. I think it's important. So I've been trying to, you know, maybe speak to my sister sometimes, or you know, just talk to my mom, whoever I can, sort of about maybe how I'm feeling in that moment, because I can, I, I, I can go through, you know, something sometimes. Like I'll put a lot of pressure on myself, and I want to improve, and I feel like, what's the next level for me? You know, I'm always constantly doing that, so that sometimes can. Make us feel like we've got a lot of pressure, pressure that we don't need.、Okay. So, I think talking to people about you know where you're at, how you feel about things, is a really good way to like release a lot of that you know stuff inside, that emotions and all that stuff. Damn, okay, that's so, something new for、yeah. me. I never heard this one yeah. before. Yeah, I try to implement that, and I think it's it's helpful. It, it definitely helps. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And then you also、yeah. uh, listen to them, and you kind of just exchange、exactly. energies in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Cool.、Um, so that that's helpful. Cool, interesting. So yeah, that's that's your kind of things that you do. Your nature, you meditate, and then for the rest, you I mean you're living still a normal life. Like we're not different than other people. Yeah. Sometimes people think that we're extraordinary or something, but at the end of the day, we're、no. still people. <laughs> Same old. Sometimes questioning if this is all that life has. <laughs> you know, we just work and sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, how do you deal with emotions in trading?、Um, what are your key aspects like to look to keep your mind under control, and how do you actually deal with losing trades? So, you know what? It's it, that was always like one big battle for me when I started, but. You know, as time goes on, I've improved a lot, and、uh, mm-hmm. recently have even you know jumped up my game in that as well. So I think it's really important to, when you take a loss, to not attach yourself to it.、Mm-hmm. And I know everyone says that, and I know that's the only advice everyone gives, but、mm-hmm. it is so important because if we are, if we have a strategy and we know it works. We know that strategy is always going to be, for example, seventy percent correct and and thirty percent wrong. We have to remember that those thirty percent that's wrong is going to come randomly. We don't know when it will come.、Mm-hmm. It can come in this trade. It can come tomorrow's trade. It can come three trades in a row.、Mm-hmm. But it's important to always remember that, even if there's three bad trades that you take, you know, you're eventually going to have seventy percent to write at the end of the day, right? So,、mm-hmm. it's really, I think. Making sure that, and and I don't know if people like say this enough, but when you have the risk management, you know what you're risking.、Mm-hmm. If you know what you're risking, you should be okay with that、mm-hmm. because you know that that's all you had on the line.、Mm-hmm. So there shouldn't be emotion to it because you already knew. 
So if I was going to risk X amount, I know I have to be happy with that amount because, yeah, I do believe I'm confident with bold. I do believe I'm a great trader, but I know I can be wrong. No mm -hmm. one's ever right. Mm -hmm. So when I am wrong, I have to accept the consequence of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I think documenting your trades is one thing that I find really useful because then, yes, if you take a loss, for mm -hmm. example, you've documented 20 trades over the past however many weeks. Mm -hmm. you've taken, maybe today I took a loss, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine I took a loss, I wrote my loss down. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I wrote my loss down, I have the perception in front of me because I highlight the, the good trades in green and the bad trades in red. Okay. So I, I have the perception still that in my mind, I'm looking down at the paper and there's lots of green and there's a small amount of red. Mm -hmm. So that red, I don't care about because mm -hmm. I know that that green, you know, all those greens are just going to come back here. It sounds weird, but it works for me. So it's mm -hmm. another thing. Find what works for you as a trader. Yeah. And do you journal on paper then? Yes, I love using paper. I hate using computers. I, I like as much as I cannot use them, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but you also put your mind, I think, to it when you're writing on paper, so that's better. Yeah, Do yeah, you... exactly. And and the highlighters work really well. I think it's like that brain kind of connection. Yeah, I think associate yeah. color. Definitely. You know? Do you journal your emotions as well? Like, how detailed is your journaling? Oh, uh, okay, so. I used to journal my emotions a lot and sometimes would even type them because say if I had a really emotional day that day, I'm also a girl, we're more emotional <laughs> than men as well, but um, we can have like outside things in our life really affect us. For example, you know, we have relationships and family and, and so many things that, that can affect us yeah. and I think anyone. Um, so I used to write them down on either a piece of paper in a diary or I'd write them in a little word document and I'd just shut the document. Okay. Name it, like the date, put on my arm thing. Because sometimes I found that going back and reading through it was actually very helpful in a sense and, and interesting to see how I was feeling six months ago and how I'm feeling today. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it sounds like a bit of a psychology session, but this is why yeah, is. we need to, yeah, we, we have to master this to be good traders. We have to master this to make money, basically, Ab at the end of the day. Yeah. So um, that helps as well as I'm really bad at talking to people about how I feel, what's going on inside me. So this has been quite a recent thing for me to start, like, you know, maybe talking to my sister about it or my mom or someone in my life that I feel comfortable with just telling them how I feel about things or whatever it is because, yeah. and I'm still trying to get used to it in all honesty. I, I've never been one to talk <laughs> about what I'm feeling in my head. Yeah, okay. Um, so... Yeah, so that's been extremely helpful recently. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's it that I do when it comes to emotions and losses. Like I, losses used to be very difficult for me. I wouldn't, I would keep trading until, and I'd try to make my loss back. That was right. my biggest issue. Yeah, revenge trading, right? Yeah, I did that a lot. And I had to sit down and note it, like recognize what am I doing wrong here? Like why am I ruining my day even more every single time? Yeah. It's like, I'm not even thinking about the trade after the loss. I'm just taking it. It's not even um, about the so, trade. It's just about the money. Again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I went through like a, a stage of that when I was first trading mm -hmm. a lot. And I would just be like devastated at the end of the night. And I would be like really upset and it would 
just be like, oh my God, I couldn't lose that money. Why did I do that? Why did I keep trading? If I just left it there, I would have been okay. Yeah. So it was like, it, it was a big, um, uh, a big road and it was like a bit of a journey. And then yeah, I think when it comes down to it, when you're in a position where there is no choice of failure anymore, you have to look at these things and think, what the hell do I do to change this to make it not happen again? Because we know that that's going to have a bad outcome. Yeah. We know that. Absolutely. You know, like it's almost like a given nature that the outcome will not be nice. Yeah. So it got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm growing up and I have a ton of bills that I need to pay for mm-hmm. and I need to make money because I don't have a choice to fail anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was that was actually quite a big turning point for me right, yeah. <laughs> when I I didn't want to ask people for money. I didn't want to be in a position where I'd have to go and ask my parents for money. You know, so I always, I, I just thought, okay, there is no other way but to succeed now. Yeah, you there just got to no, make it. Like, there's no yeah, options. there's no choice. Like, you want to go work at, you know, yeah. nine to five. Okay, that's fine. You really don't want to do that, so you have no choice. <laughs> I think actually that's so, one of the best kind of motivations there is for to push yourself because i see that when people start trading they're like yeah it's a side thing i'm like okay you're gonna fail because if you say that's a a side hobby you're gonna fail but with people who really need to do it well like yourself for example like because they have no other option they they win so oh yeah that's that's a hundred percent true because that was the only thing that that gave me a turning point and and I think it was when I, like maybe two years ago, roughly, mm-hmm. when I I just wanted to make an extra maybe three, four hundred dollars at a time. That yep. was really great, you know, and I, and I thought that supplemented my lifestyle great. And I just thought, okay, make the money, close the phone. You know, yeah. I did that and then I was doing like okay at it for a certain amount of time. Then it got to the point where I was like, oh, I want more. <laughs> I want more. I don't want to just make this. And then that screwed me up, you know. So I went back into a bad, a bad yeah. cycle again. So when I got to a place where I was like, all right, you don't have a choice now, Vian. You have to pass. You need yeah. to succeed. You have to make yeah. money. You've got to pay your bills. Like you know. So you, I think that comes with that, you know, responsibility in life and. And you just don't have a choice to, yeah. to be disciplined, basically. Yeah, true. Absolutely. And the people, for example, who don't have that kind of, uh, not motivation, but that kind of uh, pressure on them. And yeah. normally they, they won't make it. But those who still do without the pressure, that also shows like discipline and strong mind. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, yeah. big respect to those people because, you know, I, I think, you know what, if you know, as a human, this is a really great example, in my opinion. If you can control your diet and eat a great healthy diet, you don't overindulge, you don't underindulge, you just have a great diet, you can control anything in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that will ultimately could make you a great trader. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> because, discipline. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the highest form of discipline. Absolutely. Apparently, is food. Yeah. So, true. That's a, it's a good way to um, put it in perspective. Yeah, thinking about it, true. I mean, I don't know, like in Europe, the food, like how people eat is like, okay. But, you know, I've never been to America, but I've heard that people there, their diets are absolutely trash. Now, I'm not really surprised yeah. that their life is as well then. 
yeah, exactly. Make... I'm not a fan of the US, but you know, yeah, they it. I don't know. They have a lot of um commercialized food. I think that's why. I mean, they also have a lot of GMOs. Yeah, exactly. So you know that, but that's beyond the point. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One uh, last thing. It's also about the emotions and trading. Do you have any rules regarding like? A loss in a day do you like shut the charts off or if you're winning like how do you go about that yes yeah, so try to cause my trades on gold I have a very specific strategy and like for example I do try to get highs and lows swing highs and lows I do try to trade um, specific areas that I think gold will reach to so I do have to be really patient because mm -hmm. Gold, for example, can look like it's moving one direction and you feel like you've missed out. A lot of traders will jump in, but I'm seeing, okay, no, 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 gold's going to go, still going to continue rising. It's not going to fall for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. No, it might have just fallen from a certain point. It doesn't mean it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's a really common mistake people make with gold. They'll jump in too quickly and they'll either get stopped at their entry mm -hmm. after maybe catching like a hundred pips mm -hmm. like big reverses happen on gold during certain um market opens mm -hmm. and when people don't understand that it because it used to happen to me it'd become a really crappy day and you didn't make money and you back it even but you could have closed x yeah. amount so it, it just becomes really annoying mm -hmm. so i think patience is a massive thing and i think with gold especially yeah um if I, because I know gold will reach this point, uh -huh. like ultimately it has to reach X point. Mm -hmm. I will have to wait for that point to be reached. And if it doesn't, then I can't trade it. Right. You know, so, um, and that, that's the I would like sitting on your hands then till that. Point. Yeah. So exactly. And, um, just waiting, mm -hmm. you know, like while everyone's jumping in trades and losing money. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, smart. So... That's that's a huge advantage because honestly, for me, it's hard. You know, sometimes I want to trade, and uh, I started yeah. only charting two pairs, and that's really helping me. Because, it's awesome. Yeah, because you know, it's just two pairs. Like for you, it's gold, and then you know, it's there's no more distractions because otherwise, you're all over the place. Oh yeah, when I started, I was looking at every single chart to find an oh, opportunity. Oh yeah, exactly, um, yeah. And then you're still going to end up. Them all. Yeah, of course, and you're going to end up uh, messing up the opportunities, which are good because you're focused on another chart somewhere. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Because with with um with whatever you focus on, if you know that pair, yeah, through thick and thin, you know how it moves. You know exactly why it moves. You can make, when you start to understand all that, you can make some really good decisions. That as well. And I think you can probably make more pips or money or percents off one pair than like seven pairs yeah. if yeah, you really put sure. your mind to it. I mean, unless for you're sure. really good, then you can take more pairs. But you know what I mean? So You know, I almost forgot um, how hard it was to stick to one pair. But you just reminded me. I, I remember <laughs> when I always had it in my mind that I wanted to trade one pair and one pair only. Yeah. I just didn't feel like I could do it. Every time I would try, I'd keep going back to something else. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It was hard, but it was worth it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to realize that now as well. Yeah. Do, do you... um, what, what was the other question? Sorry about my uh, Oh, it was, it was about, yeah. So if you're having a bad day, if you have like two losses or one loss, do you shut the screens or winnings? Like if you have one win, do you also shut the screen? 
or do you aim at taking one trade a day or in that aspect? Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. So yeah. with my strategy, okay, I will look for those major points mm -hmm. and I'll try to forget about what winning or losing is. Mm -hmm. When price hits that point, I'll take my position. Mm -hmm. If it loses, it loses, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If it wins, um, if it hits TP, that's great too, or I might, you know, mm -hmm. close it early. But um, if I don't, if that trade goes wrong, yeah, and I'm still looking at the chart without thinking about that loss. I don't. I'm not even going to look at it. Like okay. whatever. I mm -hmm. knew what it was. Mm -hmm. Just leave it. Let it be. If I'm still looking at my chart and gold, gold may have another area that I feel like it could be a really great point to take the trade. Mm -hmm. I'll take the trade. You know, yeah. maybe I'll risk a little little uh, a little less. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe I don't care. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't risk as much on the first one. You know, because yeah. maybe it was like it either moves from here or it doesn't okay you know? so it depends on the trade depends um but i try not to look at the the figure like i know the figure in my head so i don't need to look at it okay yeah i don't need to think about it you know like i'm just looking at the charts i'm not thinking about if it's a loss or a win or whatever yeah. i'm thinking about i know gold's going to reach a certain price point yeah so, you're looking at targets rather than yeah. pips yeah so i'm looking at okay, gold needs to hit X price. Is mm -hmm. it going to go there? When it does, I'm going to take my trade. Yeah. If it doesn't go right, all right, maybe it needs to push and fill up this area here where these links need to get filled. Yes. Now it's been filled and it's rejecting. I'm yeah. going to take that trade. Simple as, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And Just keeping it simple. Honestly, yeah, true. And do you monitor your trades often when you're in a trade or do you set like place and forget? or how uh, I do monitor okay. because of my strategy. So ah, okay. when I trade gold, I, I personally don't think gold should really be traded if you're not snipering your entries, mm. like, because even on tiny lots, the drawdown on gold is still much bigger than any other like currency. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I do monitor them because I go risk free straight away. So, okay. for example, I do that for multiple reasons mm -hmm. because I believe that if I'm going to take a position, it has to be a sniper position. Mm -hmm. It has to really be to the point. Yeah, that's difficult, but that's why I get knocked out a hundred times. I don't care though. I didn't lose money, right? So mm -hmm. that's all I care about. Yeah. So um, I'll put it risk-free. I will monitor it for the first maybe like, I don't know, for the first hour or so, right? Because if I do get knocked out of that entry, two scenarios can happen. Price, fundamental, something can drive it. Like yeah. something can get released or whatever and price will fly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I won't re-enter that trade. I will leave it. Mm -hmm. um, the second scenario is it's just bounced up and tapped my thing. Maybe the spreads were a bit larger or whatever it was. And I might look to re-enter it and you know some maybe 50 half the time 50 percent mm -hmm. of the time i'll get a better entry mm -hmm. so that's like a it's a positive right yeah so um and even with that i think the biggest thing is um especially with gold once again is understanding how it moves because when you are pinning entries there is massive likelihoods of getting wicked out by these huge liquidity wicks like mm -hmm. stop hunts wicks everything um so I, I start, I start to understand as well. I started to understand, sorry, um, during session opens, like New York session, London session, 
even at Asian, mm-hmm. at midday in Sydney time, I know gold wicks massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and what used to happen to me was I would actually get wicked out every single time. I okay. entered in Asian, wicked out in London. I get so annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned how to, um, there's two things that I do. I either close the trade early before yeah. the London opens. So I'm awake during Asian. Yeah. Um, otherwise, what I'll do is, and, and this works really well, as part of my strategy is I wait for London open mm-hmm. and every single, every day, without doubt, there's a massive liquidity grab. Mm-hmm. And wicks are get being filled. Mm-hmm. So there's like this gap in the candles where these wicks form. Mm-hmm. And this massive, massive wick is created on, on, on like the 15 minute or the five minute, and then it goes in its direction. Mm-hmm. So what I do is they're kind of, they're like stop hunts, right? Right. Um, so I will recognize them mm-hmm. and I will take my trade on that wick mm-hmm. in so, that right direction. So you're basically before the London open, then you're sniping out, uh, order blocks oh, i'm not entering i'm no. not entering before no, no no i mean you're looking for order blocks where oh, it possibly yes. could wick into yes and when yes. it does happen you when it enters your liquidity or order blocks that's when you potentially could enter yes mm-hmm. and i always mm-hmm. sniper it because and everyone asks me how do you do it how do you do it i just catch the liquidity grab that's all it is i wait for the liquidity grab and then i enter i don't enter late i don't enter early if i miss it i miss it whatever right. but when you watch gold, you understand it does the same thing every day, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. But I exit that trade either right before, um, so probably I'd say an hour before the New York Open. Okay. They, I have to be kind of out because right. New York Open is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not for the... Uh, beginners for yeah. sure if yeah. anyone's a beginner i wouldn't recommend at all and i will get wicked out for a fact mm-hmm. like gold gold i will get my best entries on new york the entry i'm looking at now for example i know will probably happen during new york session mm-hmm. because these massive because it's the last session of the day massive 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 wicks happen big yeah. liquidity grabs happen and and big moves happen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Those so those liquidity grabs in gold are necessary to carry out the further movement into that direction. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and you know most people who enter in London will get stopped out when they hold their positions, and mm-hmm. uh, they either get stopped out of entry or they get their stop losses get hit because um, gold will move in the same amount of like dollar value Mm -hmm. that it's moved the whole day through two other sessions in one session if you get me yeah right like it it will do this huge move so anything that's any price that that has happened during the day it's going to be hit again during new york nine times out of ten right i mean i remember i remember when we were on a zoom call like a couple of weeks ago and it was a london open and what you just said about those liquidity grabs i mean that wasn't a liquidity grab that was a full-on crash Um, oh my god my friend got um slipped 60 dollars on gold that was just insane yeah that's absolutely mad yeah so those kind of i was freaking out of the background (laughs) i was like what just happened yeah i remember that yeah so that's that's pretty common i mean volatile yeah 
Yeah, so, that's why you don't get in before London. Yeah. I always think of that moment too now as well, to be honest. Like every time I think, oh, maybe I'll enter earlier, yeah. I stop myself because I think like that that guy got slipped $60. That was like 40 grand slippage. And I was just like, that's insane. oh my God, I've never seen that. And I've been looking at gold for years. I haven't seen something like that. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely thank you for sharing that for everyone out there and for me as well. I mean, really interesting. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of tricks and hacks with gold that that can, um, if you learn them, you can really, you start to think this thing is really easy to understand. I'm pretty sure you <laughs> could uh, start your own masterclass on that. Uh, yeah, I probably should. Hey, everyone keeps asking me as well. And Honestly. I'm like, oh, I'll, get, I'll get to it. Yeah, you definitely should. Uh, one more question about gold. So what what time frames are you mainly looking at for entries or for like analysis? So I start um, at the beginning of the year, I, I start looking at the yearly from the past like few years, like okay. what's happening Yeah, is gold making a pattern, you know, like I'll start doing that first. Yeah. That would be like, you know, I'll do that maybe once, you know, yeah. it's not something I'll do often just to refresh my memory of what's happening. Cool. Um, monthly is next mm -hmm. and then I'll start drawing the trend in monthly mm -hmm. um, and I'll just leave that there. Mm -hmm. um, the weekly, I'll just make sure that it lines up with the monthly and what I'm seeing. Okay. That's all I do with the weekly. Yep. Um, also, I, I do believe that a lot of moves that I do catch and a lot of like when I, when I say price is going to come here and then and people are all shocked that I get the price exactly on the dot or whatever is mainly based off looking at the weekly, funny enough, and the daily. Okay. Um, there's a lot of stop hunts happen and they're massive stop hunts that happen on the daily, yeah. for example. And um, you can really like start to see them. And if you catch them, you're catching these massive swings on gold because when you start to identify them, you can then, you know, work them. Like you can start to take trades based off them um, and, and taking a trade based on off a daily or a weekly stop hunt yeah. is, is, usually going to catch you a really big and nice trade and um you're going to be able to pin that price probably mm -hmm. to the t mm -hmm. um so that's a major thing that that i actually recommend learning about if anyone's listening mm -hmm. um because that really is how i've um mastered a lot of like pinning prices on gold mm -hmm. um and the daily that's super important yeah. um and then I use the four hour. I pretty much, sorry, I use every time frame. Yeah. Except um, mainly for the analysis up to from the highest, the monthly, weekly, daily, and four hour. Mm -hmm. I always have to make sure that all four are exactly um, lined up with what my analysis is. And then um, I'll go for an entry. I like the 15 minute. And yeah. I also like the five minute. And I know a lot of people might think that's strange, but there are actually great patterns you can see when price is about to do a, you know, a certain move. Mm -hmm. You can actually, if you understand a five minute chart, it sounds really ridiculous, mm -hmm. but it works for me. Okay. Um, it makes it really easy to pin an entry. Okay. I find anyways. I mean, yeah, you know your stuff, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, pinning pinning the entry for me is like vital. So okay, um, yeah. the five minute really helps with that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that as well. Because I know uh, there's been That's a lot okay. of people asking me to ask you about how you do that. So 
Yeah, uh, how I pin the entries. Well, everything, how you do the analysis to pinning entries to getting the sniper entries and how you actually trade gold because, yeah, not many people do this that well. <laughs> I think um, when it comes to pinning, maybe I'll add, like, I don't just use those um, those time frames. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, and, and, you know, like, I think I, I, I know candlesticks can be a bit of a trap yeah. because you can look at like a four hour chart you can see a certain thing you can look at a one hour chart and then you can see something then you can look at the 30 minute and you see something completely different yeah there's yeah. no like rejection week but there is on the like 15 minute and then you just get confused right so i think um the main thing that i pin these entries is just knowing that where the price is going to go and waiting for it to go there and usually um, and there's a method to that madness of finding <laughs> that price. Um, usually price will respect that. So clearly it's, it's my strategy that that's working, right? But clearly price will, res uh, gold will respect that price. It will go there. And then I'll see, then I use my candles. Mm -hmm. So then I'll look for, if I'm looking to swing like a big, maybe like a 500 pip swing, right? So something ridiculous. I will look at the four hour for a rejection mm -hmm. and like maybe like um like a tweezer top or or a um what's it called or a big rejection wick like okay. those big wicks i yeah. love them uh -huh. i really do and is that something um, you had uh, yesterday for example with your massive uh, trade down uh no i don't think so mm -hmm. which one the two days ago from well, the, the 18 yeah the 18 to the 30? 17 yeah Honestly, I actually took that. I, I take a lot of these trades as well on a break. Like, for example, I know that if gold breaks 1760 mm -hmm. and it goes to at least 1759, mm -hmm. I'm going to short it because I know that if it breaks that, that low that was made, the 65 low, and it goes down to 59, I know we're going to 1720, you know, or okay. 1750. So I will short it there. I won't wait for like a nice candle. I'll just take the short. I'll set my risk accordingly and yeah. I'll just let the trade run. And you, and you know what? That works really nice on okay. gold. Those yeah, cool. breaks. Cool. Interesting. So it's just like kind of a ballsy trade. It, it's look, it's, it doesn't end up. I, I haven't got many of those trades wrong. And I, I don't know if that's something to do with gold because I think that when gold, like also you got to remember 59 is a low and and I did this trade as well. I actually posted it on one of the chats um, on the Discord channel when price broke, I think it was, I wrote, I'm taking a sell pending at nine, I think it was 1792 mm -hmm. and I wanted to take it to 85, I think. Yeah. I think it was around that. Um, I think a few people took that trade with me and I went risk-free straight away. What happened was as soon as we hit 92, which was a break of that previous low that it had made that day. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a level on the left. So what was happening prior when price had gone there in the history. Um, once it broke it, it actually dived. So my pending got triggered and it dived. The cell literally dived to like, I don't know what it was, like 85, I think. Yeah. Um, I wanted to take it lower, but it only reached 85. I was break even. As soon as it got to 85, I actually wrote on the chat, 
Mm -hmm. I'm uh, closing. You can hold it if you want, but I'm shutting everything. Uh, So I shut the trade and it completely bounced from there and went up. So that was a lucky one. But when price, for example, as I said, it broke that level and it dived. Like Mm -hmm. this is what happens when we break lows on gold. So I know that, for example, 59, we get there. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it can bounce maybe a dollar, two dollars, but have it will probably dive (laughs) because that's truly bears are in control and and that's going okay interesting that's so cool nice because because for example with with forex uh like the forex pairs you know you need other confluence a retest or retests or something else in line you know to have those kind of shorts yeah like you know what even with um what I'm saying now is more of a rallying market, which which has been happening with gold. However, I do not risk as much on those type of trades. I will do a really wide stop and I'll, I'll risk a very small amount, but I'll still make a decent amount most of the time. But the thing is, um, gold also respects retests, you know, breaks and retests, especially in the four hour. Weeks come up and retests, they fill and then they they go that direction, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So retests still work really well on gold. There's things like um, uh, the MAs. I use MAs on gold. I think they work really nicely. I was about to ask you actually about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. But the like major levels are always respected on gold. And, and if you understand them on a daily perspective, then it becomes very easy to trade on a small time frame. Yeah. Um, and also fibs work pretty well. Gold likes to respect the gold respects the 61, eight fib very nicely. Mm-hmm. Every time it wants to go back there. Mm-hmm. Um, even from, I'm talking about on a daily perspective from the high to the low, if you, if you draw a fib, you can see that gold did go back up test the 61, eight, which was, I think 1875 is sure. So, or maybe it was 1900. I think it was the 1875 was the 61A from memory. I don't right. know. Uh, you'd have to double check that. But off memory, I'm pretty sure it was that level. And, and you could see price rejected there again for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I use is after the third time price hits a certain area, I don't trade. Okay. Like I'm not going to take that trade. Yeah. So if price goes to on the second time, it went to 78, uh, 75, 1875. I took the short, mm-hmm. uh, worked out beautifully. It actually shorted all the way down to 1700, but I haven't, I didn't take it that far, but that's where price went. Like yeah. it rejected there completely. Mm-hmm. Third time we touch it, I personally think we'll break it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because if we are heading back up there, it does look like bulls are taking over again and, and we can break through that zone. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing that works really well with gold. Mm-hmm. Um, liquidity grabs and understanding price action during um, all the market opens, yeah. super important um, because they all move in their own ways. Um, uh, the stock market open mm-hmm. is also something that's really vital because even if you take a trade on the New York Open, mm-hmm. there is a vulnerability to get stopped out in the stock market open, which happens, I think, an hour later. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So that's, um, I think, an hour and a half, sorry. Um, that's very important. And, yeah. and you know what's funny? When I have a price in my head and I want gold to go there, yeah, I will 
more than likely, unfortunately for me, because it's 1 a.m. in Sydney, 1.30, yeah. it will, 90% of the time, it will reach that price during the stock market open. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so I've missed a lot of trades because I've been asleep. Yeah, but, and you're probably asleep, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? Sometimes I stay up and I catch them and I'm happy. So, <laughs> so I don't sleep much. <laughs> I mean, you can't catch everything and knowing that exactly, this track yeah. works, you know, you can't be too greedy either. So yeah, exactly. We just um, and another thing with gold, yeah, is um, price imbalances. They, if you learn about those with gold, mm -hmm. they're very important and they definitely work. I think they work with every type of yeah, uh, yeah they pair, do. but yeah. um, they they work like exceptionally. I, I literally think about them and, and watch them every single day. Um, and the other thing, yeah, MAs. I yeah. use. Um, I use a lot of MAs. Uh, I mainly use EMAs. Okay, um, yeah, same, same, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd use two simple moving averages, however. Um, that's like one of my secrets and it helps me catch every single big move on gold. Yeah. And it's the simplest secret um, that I've ever figured out. But when I tested it and I back tested it, it literally, and I've traded it, and it's like, everyone's mm -hmm. like, how did you catch that? I'm like, it's just my trick, you know? Yeah, it's just your little trick, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's like the the best thing I ever learned because it doesn't happen all the time mm -hmm. because these MAs need to cross. Yeah. But when they cross, this gold rallies. Like, it rallies, yeah. like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, I use those. That's a big strategy. That's a part of my strategy, a big thing, sorry. Um, the MA cross that I use because it happens about, I'd say once every week or fortnight and I haven't seen it yeah. go wrong I and, have, and I haven't gone wrong with I, it. I think I know what you're talking about because from my, I did a course or I studied someone's course way back and I used that as well on e, EMA yeah. crossovers, but there's also some other tricks to it. But when you swing yeah. those trades, those trades run for pips. Oh, like, yeah, like yeah. massive. Absolutely. You know the short that just happened? On gold, yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. MAs crossed. And I, I just checked. I, I actually I just, just checked the chart. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the they crossed and um, I took the sell and I thought, you know what's weird about this? They, they, um, I wasn't sure if price was ready to break, mm -hmm. but... And this has happened a lot when these MAs are crossed, but I just thought, no, nah, I'm going to take the trade because mm -hmm. they crossed, right? Yeah. Um, and golds will just absolutely and like dump. Like yeah. it just dumped. Yeah. And yeah. you saw it happen, I'm sure. Like it just yeah. dumped. Some kind of miracle wizardry. <laughs> yeah. Really is. Yeah. And, and I used the 800 EMA. Mm, yes. Same. Uh, 325, the 50, the 200. I don't use the 100 a lot. I okay. haven't, I, I don't know why. I just don't use it a lot. But yeah, mainly those ones. And okay. I like to see, um, I like to see the 200's my favorite and the 50 on the daily. Yes, yes, yes. Same. They are literally my favorite. Um, and the, the 30 minute respects the 50 nicely too. Okay. I find. That's interesting. When it's trending. 
Okay. Yeah, when we're trending. So okay. if we're ranging, I don't use any of them. I mean, if we're ranging, you may not work. Yeah, exactly. Because the cost doesn't work either. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, so yeah, they're the ones I use. Really interesting. I really appreciate this uh, information, honestly. Uh, that's okay. I want to uh, ask you one more thing. I'm sorry if this is a longer podcast. That's it's okay. The longer, longest one I've had by now, but I'm just so interested to know all of this. <laughs> That's you, okay. With your uh, strategy on gold, do you touch any other things such as um, silver? I have um, tried, I took one trade on silver on a um, demo account and mm -hmm. I just thought I'm never trading this in my life oh, how because come? I just, just, just thought like, I, I don't know what it was, but I, I thought I knew how it moved and stuff and, and I know it moves similar to gold, but it is still a little different. I don't understand silver as much, but I know that it's related somewhat to the Aussie because I think we we have the biggest production of silver, okay. um, something like that. Uh, but because when I took even the smallest lot, yeah, it was just a math. Like it didn't go like the spread was quite big. I think maybe at the time, or I don't know if it generally is. Yeah. But first of all i opened the position and it just drew down quite a lot mm -hmm. and then yeah even for this for a small movement if mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it was a big drawdown yeah. and i just thought wow that's not worth it because okay. if it goes against me it could really affect me and i'm not experienced enough in this so i just left it from then and i did try try actually trade it um with real money with tiny lots and I thought, oh, this looks really nice. Yeah. Uh, went against me and I lost. And I, it's not that I just thought, oh, this is just too hard. It was more like I don't understand this pair at all. And I don't know why that when you even pay, pay small lots, it really, like, has a big effect on your account. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it takes a lot of margin up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But the, the other day... Um, it was the same time gold did the big drop and gold was at, I think, a high of 1875 or something. Yeah. Um, I looked, I had a, because I glance at silver every now and then. And I reckon I you would, yeah. Work. Yeah. Um, it was quite high. It had gapped up. Yeah. And I think it had something to do with the um, Reddit users. Yeah, or there was a short squeeze on gold, on silver, sorry, as well, yeah. Silver, yeah, yes. But it, it gapped up like a lot. Okay. And I just thought, looking at this, it's at a bit of a high, you know. I go, this would look like a really nice short. Mm -hmm. And it actually dumped from there. But I did not take it because I was like, the last few times I took this, yeah. even if it goes against me a little, it's going to make my mind shuffle a bit. Because one, I don't have the confidence in this. I don't trade it. Yeah. Two, I'm not going to understand that. Should I close it or not? And I don't want to go through that mind are we talking you know, um, challenge. about that gap when it did the, touch the 30? I think so, yes. You know, actually, it was recently. You know, actually looking at it, right, I was going to say that on silver, well, weekly, you know, you just said on gold weekly and daily really works. And actually that was a weekly yeah. high from March yeah. 2020. So it basically created a double top on a really fat wick, which was a liquidity grab. So it kind of yeah. made sense there was a short from there. Because I know a couple yeah, of people who took it. Yeah, and it, it would have been so nice. Yeah, it would have. But again, yeah, you need to know, <laughs> I guess. So I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking daily, weekly kind of time frame analysis would really do on silver, kind of hand in hand with yeah, gold. But definitely, it, it's just like 
I don't, you'd have to really monitor your risk on it. I feel yeah, like yeah. you have to be very precise. Mm-hmm. I, I think I even opening one lot, it drew down like a grand, like straight away or something ridiculous, oh, you know, like I just thought, what? Like, why not? That's just, <laughs> That's this must crazy. be very either like volatile or I just, I look, I think it comes down to the fact that I just don't understand how it moves. But would you ever be willing to? I, I would. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would, I would, but um, I, I have always thought about it because I put so much time and effort into gold. I, I'm like kind of in a place where I'm like, do I just stick to what I know and what I'm good at, Honestly, or do yeah. I change it up? It looks good. It looks exciting. I've looked at it a few times. I'm like, if it hits twenty two dollars, eighteen twenty, I want to buy it. But then I get scared, so yeah. I, I kind of just leave it. You know, I traded Bitcoin a bit once. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. In saying that. It was like, this was pretty stupid, but I made money on it. <laughs> yeah, if you made money, then it was good, right? Exactly. So two weeks ago, um, you know how Bitcoin started to rally from yes. 38,000? Yes. Yeah. I was at, um, I was, it was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I don't <laughs> usually trade on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, and I just looked at it and it was rallying like 30, uh, I think it was like 36 or 3,500 or 36, something around that number. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to 42. Yeah. I just had a quick look at the charts. I'm like 42. That's where I want to take it. Yeah. So I, I put one lot, hopped in a buy. Yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> at a place where I thought it weeks down. Yeah. And I just bought it. Like it was quite simple analysis. I had a quick look at it. It looked like a week down. So I took one lot and bought it. It and it goes thing. up. Oh, it just starts rallying as I bought it and went to 2000. I just shut it. And I'm like, I'm just taking the profits. Saturday, yeah. just close it. Exactly. Um, Easy Saturday profits. Yeah. And then the funny thing is I was still looking at it because I got super interested and it just dropped from there and went retested that low. And I was Damn. like, oh, that would have been dirty. Hey, I mean, you applied what you know now and you actually made profit, you know? So. Yeah, but I won't trade that again because I was shocked <laughs> at how quick that happened. I freaked out. It's even really I was volatile. In, in profit. Super volatile. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's crazy. But I've never, yeah. And it was a Saturday too for me. So I was like, this is weird for one because usually markets are shut, but yeah, exactly. you know, Bitcoin yeah. trades. And I just didn't think there would be volatility on a weekend because I thought, oh, it's open. Oh, no, crypto know. markets, they yeah. just, yeah. I mean, I'm talking yeah, they, about it, it's 51 grand right now, so... I know. I'm like, I wish I held it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you <laughs> would have been a crypto millionaire. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it dropped to 30k, I think, uh, before that. So you'd probably wipe yeah. your whole account. Hundred percent, because that <laughs> that that thing moved. I was shocked. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm looking into uh, trading crypto as well now for the Q2. I mean, I traded. Yeah. That's actually the first thing I traded before Forex. I, uh, oh right, that's awesome. Yeah, I traded Ripple right on the uh, margin before it was even mainstream to like trade i think uh wow. cryptocurrencies on some randy ass exchange oh so wow it was uh it was crazy but no that was fun and then i stepped over to forex but now I'll probably get back to it it's pretty fun it's uh more volatile yeah. that's what i like yeah that's always really good um the is it xrp that's ripple right yeah, so yeah. i was looking at the um charts recently i've seen some really nice buys on it mm. and i wanted to take them but my um broker doesn't i think they deleted it or something because i can't find it anymore and i used to see it so oh yeah um, it's possible because um ripple had a lot of lawsuit well, it had a lawsuit 
Yeah. And uh, uh, so yeah. I, I heard about that. The brokers got. So a lot of brokers indeed did remove it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some really nice buys on it though, like really easy trades as well, and but, they've worked because I've been monitoring it. I mean, to be fair with you, like crypto, it's not that hard. It's just you need to understand what it. It's basically like probably like gold, but then even more yeah. volatile. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess you have to really understand them. Yeah, the whole uh, momentum and stuff. I mean, yeah, um, super cool conversation. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank um, you. It was awesome to chat. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe on a last note, is there anything maybe you want to comment on what we talked about? You know, emotions, trading gold, anything like routines or did we cover everything in your opinion as well? Uh, maybe I'll give some advice. Maybe if you want to trade gold, make sure to backtest it a lot. Okay. And if you want to be a good gold trader, uh, really practice everything that you can and and learn everything about gold mm -hmm. uh, learn how it moves uh, use your strategies test them i know trading a demo account doesn't help you with your emotions mm -hmm. but trade it to understand the way gold moves on a demo before you go live because gold is different mm -hmm. okay. it's not the same as um currencies it does not move it moves completely different it's a different asset class it is very difficult to to begin with but will become very easy if you continue practicing mm -hmm. um and practice risk management with it because it is also like pips are really different mm -hmm. like you can say 100 pips on gold is completely different to 100 pips on gj for yeah, example absolutely um so so practice your risk management um with the demo account so t you can understand that um what you need to place you understand how much lot size you need to place. Mm -hmm. You understand how to, um, why price may move against you during market opens. Yeah. It's important to test that on a demo as well because you don't want to get wicked out and your stops hit when you have no idea that that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so test, 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 and don't just back test. Actually test trading it like on fake money mm -hmm. because that. It doesn't help your emotions, but it helps your strategy to understand that something is working or it's not working. Yeah. So that's my biggest recommendation. And then after that, you're going to find in your emotions on the real account, but at least. Yeah, but that's with anything, place. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah but so, like I understand from gold from you, you really need to understand the strat really, really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. But once you get it, it's easy. Trust me. <laughs> okay. So guys, I hope you took some notes. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. There's a, a lot of knowledge that's been uh, shared here. So on this note, once again, thank you very much for joining, Viani. I'll, uh, thank you so much. I'll definitely leave all your uh, links down in the description as well as Opus Trading's, Trading's group. So, <laughs> geez, yeah. a little bit of uh, English stubbornness. Tongue twister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'll uh, link all the Discord uh, chats as well into the description. So yeah. Uh, stay Thank tuned, you. guys. And uh, on this note, take care and goodbye.